Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now I spend most of my time trying to seek income and then I don't have the creative outlet time that I used to have when I had a day job. I, I understand that too. And yeah. this is what I do. This is a bonus episode of the Arts Academy podcast brought to you by the New York Alt Arts Academy. How to separate the art from the artist, a one-on-one session with Victor Renato and special guest, Rachel Rosenthal. Everybody, this is the Arts Academy podcast. I'm Dean Victor Renato, and we're doing a one-on-one session where an up-and-coming artist or artist uh, asks me questions, and I try to answer them as much as I possibly can. Uh, today, we've got Rachel Rosenthal. Thanks for being here, Rachel. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Okay, so we've got about 30 minutes on the clock. So uh, why don't you tell me, well, just start asking questions and I will answer them as best I can. Okay, that sounds good. Um, I think some of mine are kind of like theoretical questions versus like tactical, I guess. Um, But one thing I have, I've been, so I've been working for myself as an artist for five and a half years, um, full time. And I think like one of the things I have a lot of problem with is have a problem with is separating the art from the artist. Like I feel like um, being a performer and I'm an improviser, it's like so wrapped up in my identity Uh that uh, I don't know if you feel this way where I'm like, if I'm not doing this, then who am I? (laughs) Uh, So I've been kind of like trying to figure that out because more and more as I start working for myself, it really just starts becoming a business. Right. Um, And then I no longer have a fun hobby to fall back on. I I no longer have that outlet anymore because my outlet is now my means of living. Right. I, I, I actually, I understand that that has been an issue for me recently um, because um, what I used to do as an outlet has become my living. And then a a lot of things come with that. Number one, sometimes you feel like, because sometimes when you feel like you're doing your outlet or your thing that was your hobby, you used to feel like maybe you're procrastinating or you should be doing your work work sometimes. Mm -hmm. And that feeling persists. Like, so like now that all of my work are things that I would have normally all of, all of my work are things that I would still be doing if I wasn't getting paid. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that feeling sometimes persists and that has to eventually be let go of. Um, and then the, I guess the second part of that is just like your question, which is how do you separate it from who you are as a person? And mm-hmm. it's, I don't, I mean, for me, I don't actually have to separate it because look at it this way. If you were given the chance to fill your life up with things that you enjoy (laughs) and do those things and you never had to like look back on look back or turn away from the things that you enjoy to like, you know, pay the bills or whatever. If if the if what you enjoyed, if what you enjoyed encompassed all of that, then why would you 
walk away from living that life with with this, which is all joy. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's I think idea. That's the ideal. I think. I think. I, I think what I've found, what I've learned in the past five years, is that I feel like only twenty percent of my time is really doing the fun stuff, and then eighty percent of my time is like proposals and business and taxes and like all the business side of it. And it becomes, I I feel like a lot of the times you think turning your passion into your business means that like more of your life is going to be spent doing the fun stuff. Mm -hmm. But there's part of me that feels like it actually flipped the other way where now I spend most of my time trying to seek income. And then I don't have the creative outlet time that I used to have when I had a day job. I, I understand that too. And yeah. this is what I do. I ran headlong into solving that problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cause when I, when I started, that was part of the issue. Um, I figured out what I really wanted and I put a name to it. And when I put a name on what I really wanted, then everything that serves that I add to what I'm doing and everything that doesn't serve it. I just, I, I shave it away. Um, so the thing that I want is I want to be paid very, very well to entertain myself. So that's, that's me putting into words what I want to do with my life. I want to be paid extremely well to entertain myself. (laughs) Uh, case in point, I like sharing information with people if I can. And this podcast is me being paid to entertain myself. Mm -hmm. Um, however, However, when you switch over to working for yourself, of course, like all of that administrative stuff happens. And what I did was I started adding people to my team or people that I work with that do all the things that I hate yeah. and, are, and are good at. Yeah. Um, like I have, I have a guy who is a uh, financial wizard who works with my company and we have a deal and our deal is our deal is like uh, he helps me with the he helps me with the money side, the taxes side, and all that stuff. He does all of that, and in exchange, like he gets money from projects as they go forward. And then I also have I'm I, I'm also terrible at um, I'm personally I'm a terrible schmoozer. I, I'm just bad at schmoozing, and I have someone in my company who's great at it, and she kills it. When she is, she kills like getting people interested in us and talking to people like she's great at it. And so I made her like, I made her like, I made a deal with her. And then we're, we're in my company together as well too. Um, And what it means, but also what it means is that like, she introduces me to people and deals that I probably couldn't find myself. And Mm then he, he, helps me navigate things financially that I probably couldn't do myself. Now, that means that this pie that used to have a whole piece of this pie, now you've got a partial piece of this pie. But it's a partial piece of a bigger pie. Yeah. Which is bigger than the pie you would have had on your own. Yeah. I think like, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, and 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 so, I mean, what that means is like, I mean, an example is she was able to get me in to talk to the 
executive producer of Game of Thrones for one of my projects, which is something that I couldn't do. And yeah, then that's amazing. the potential of where that project is going is dramatically higher than it would have been on if uh, if uh, if left to my own devices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, yeah, yeah, so that's there. helpful. Yeah, I feel like even like you just saying out loud, like I want to be paid really well to entertain myself. I think is I have to figure out what that <clears throat> like. I have to update what that is. That goal is for myself because. Like when I first started working for myself, it was, I want to make a living off of comedy and off of things that I love. Now I've accomplished that and it's like really hard. <laughs> it's good, but it's hard. And now I'm like, okay, I got to update what that, I don't know, line is so uh -huh. that I can focus better. Cause right now I do too many things and so much of my time is spent doing the not fun stuff. So yeah, and I would love to like get a team of people, but I, yeah, it's hard to make it all financially work, which is all the like boring stuff of working for yourself, <laughs> right? Well, um, I mean, I think that someone like you could probably like if you're already if you're already doing it and you're already making money, then your next step is figuring out how you can scale what you're doing, and scaling what you're doing doesn't mean that you spend more time doing it because that i mean one thing that i learned one thing that i've learned from like when i was when i was when i stepped away from um working on other tv shows and stuff like that being a producer for other people when i stepped away from that and i was going to work for myself i really looked at all of these people who are like passive income gurus mm -hmm. and i and that's not what i wanted to do for a living i don't want to be a passive income guru guy i don't want to i don't want to do drop shipping okay so that's i don't want to do all that but I thought that there may be lessons that I could learn mm -hmm. that I could apply to the world of entertainment. Mm -hmm. And um, one of them that I did learn is don't work hourly. So that means for me and, and possibly for you is if your income is tied to you performing a task then restructure. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if your income is tied to like, for instance, like if you're saying I do, I do seminar or comedy seminars for businesses or something like that, that might be part of your business. Okay. Is that the type of thing you might do sometimes? Yeah. I teach a lot of like improv workshops for businesses. Okay. You teach improv workshop for businesses and then you're physically there, right? Well, I used to be, yeah. Uh, so I, I was, and now I do it online. Oh, then, right. You, you used to be physically there, and now you do it online. Mm -hmm. But um, now teaching improv to businesses is probably a great thing, a fun thing. But would it be better if you made the same money but had way more free time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you can, you could potentially train people to teach improv to businesses and let them do that. And then when the company is moving well, then you can train somebody to run that part of your company that teaches people to do improv to businesses. Mm -hmm. And then that could be a thing on the side. Cause 
I mean, that that's actually the way that I'm doing a lot of stuff where like I'll have like I'll have like within my whole company or my idea or my whole like whatever brand modules. Okay. But the the goal of each module is to become self-sustaining. And when mm-hmm. that module becomes self-sustaining, I don't even have to pay attention to it anymore. It makes money for my company. And yeah. then I get to spend my time developing these larger projects that entertain me. And then I have people who are, who know how to sell that thing. Yeah. So like I'm moving very, I'm moving toward where all I do is come up with ideas and fiddle around with ideas during the day. And then someone figures out how to fund it. Someone else figures out how to sell it. And all I have to do is just be creative. And that's what I want to do with all my time. And that's yeah. what I'm building toward. And so if, if I don't, so I don't know what your specific goal is, Yeah, yeah. but if your specific goal is not being on site teaching uh, businesses improv, if that's not your goal, then work toward making that, which is a, that thing, which is a part of what you do, but not all of what you do, but make that, make that thing, which is a part of what you do, a self-sustaining module that you don't have to attend to all the time. Yeah. And, the, and as soon as you can do that, the happier you'll be working on other stuff. For sure. Yeah. I think for me, I, I love teaching and I, I love doing that, but it's, it's all the other stuff. Like I need to find the person who can do my scheduling and, you mm-hmm. know, all, you know, all the, the negotiations, like all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff for sure. Yeah. Um, but your job of coming up with ideas and then finding people to fund it and, and sell it is sounds like the dream, the true dream. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Basically, I mean, I, I wasn't in this position three years ago. Three years ago, three years ago, I was like a high end producer on a lot of crappy TV shows. Mm-hmm. And but then I was like, well, if I if I can get to this level like, you know, million, millions and millions of dollars on these shows where I would yeah. be a producer on. And I, and they, and people trusted me to make decisions for their million dollar franchises. Uh, so if, if people trust me to do that, why can't I use my ability to produce, to do it for myself? And so that's, that's a decision I made. And yeah. so I just laid out, what I thought was really important and what I thought was really important was I want more time to do the things that I enjoy mm-hmm. and I want to spend less time doing things that, Hey, I don't enjoy as much. And maybe I'm not as good at either. I mean, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm a good, I'm good at math. I used to be a <laughs> computer programmer. I could figure out how to do taxes. Do I want to? No, no, <laughs> yeah. no. Do I want to? I mean, and, 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 and I have a guy who I'm working with who is a like a maestro with finances. And yeah. he wants to work in the entertainment industry. And he wants to learn more about uh, producing, but he has this skill set. And so he works with me as on, on the finance side. Like in, in my company, he's the CFO. I mean, my, I, I have a CFO for my company, even though my company, like we, we only have like really three core people in our company. We have mm-hmm. two produce. We have two producers, and one CFO. Yeah. So I'm the I'm the head of the company. We have a head of creative, and we have a CFO, uh, because we're planning on being pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's awesome. And, and it's actually moving that direction right now. Like things are actually going really well. That's so great. Yeah. But um, but the core of the plan was the core of the plan was I want to build a life where I do what I like to do for fun and that's it. Yeah. And I think like that's kind of where I started, but now my business model or whatever, I mean, I I'm very lucky to be supporting myself with my own stuff, but mm -hmm. I I do feel like I'm actually doing less fun, creative stuff for myself now than I did when I had a day job. Because when I had a day job, it was like, well, I mean, like moment I wasn't working, I'm like, oh, what, what fun thing can I work on? And now it's like any moment I'm not working, I'm like, I should be trying to get more work or whatever. So I definitely, I, I need to fit in more of the fun stuff and take out the other stuff. But I, yeah. I mean, you can, you can start taking some of that off your, some of the, some of that off your plate. I mean, I mean, here's one thing that's positive about COVID yeah. is that now because you're doing it online, your potential client base has become worldwide. Totally. Instead of, instead of uh, what it was. And you can find someone now uh, to, you can find someone to sell for you. You mm -hmm. can, one, you can hire a salesperson. There's people who are salespeople. And you can hire a salesperson. And and there's, I think, a couple of ways you can go about it. One, you could hire a salesperson that works on commission. There's some yeah. people who are willing to do that. Yeah. Two, you could hire a salesperson. You could save up enough money to pay a salesperson for two months. Mm -hmm. And then pay them for two months with a commission bonus. And then see if they work out. That's an investment, mm. but it's probably worth it because if you do find the right person, if you interview people well and you find the right person and they work out, then boom, you don't have to do that part anymore. Yeah, totally. And and then once that starts happening, you sh I, if I were you, I would immediately start training other people to do exactly what you do under your co uh, company's umbrella. Yeah. And yeah. then, or there are also companies who all they do is book entertainment and or seminars for businesses. They probably don't have someone like you. You could mm -hmm. go to a company like that and then get, and then tap into their client base. They've got a new product. They'll be happy. You'll be happy. Mm -hmm. That's another way you can do the exact same thing. The, I think, and, and, and I think that utilizing the internet and what's happening right now is a mistake that a lot of companies are not are, are making. Uh, mm. they, they're not doing that. Is it's and it it's so useful. It's so like modernizing what you're doing and remembering that for everything that you can possibly think of that you might need or want, there's someone else out there who's doing that too. Someone who's building a business around it. Everything that you can. Every, everything that you need can, everything that you need is, is out there. You just need to know how that you should look for it. And then you just have to start utilizing it. Totally. Yeah. Um, that's really helpful and motivating. <laughs> um, can I totally switch gears and ask you a completely unrelated question to that? Absolutely. We that's have, what... uh, we have 12 minutes left. Perfect. So I, like everyone, uh, have been trying to join the podcast bandwagon. I've been on 
very many podcasts of other folks, but not mm -hmm. my own. Uh, my husband and I actually have a podcast that we want to start um, that we've been kind of working on for a while. Um, but I, my own fault, haven't like pushed forward and just made it happen. Um, and I think part of it is because I, maybe I'm putting the cart before the horse, but I have some friends in the industry who have kind of convinced me like, well, you're kind of a known, you know, like you've got a pretty good following. You've got this, you've got that. Maybe you should go directly to a production company or a podcasting, uh, you know, production company or whatever, and sort of like see who wants to work with you before you kind of move forward. Uh, and so in any case, I'd love to know your thoughts on like what you think, like literally the one, two, three, like first steps should be with putting a pot, like creating your podcast, putting it out there, et cetera. Um, I would say that your friends might be half right. I mean, if, if you do have a following, then I would say um, you should create your podcast and maybe create a pilot episode. Yeah. Um, create your podcast, create a pilot episode, and then uh, once like you've created it. a pilot episode, go to a company with your pilot and tell them about your following and tell them what you want. Mm -hmm. Because the benefit of that is if you create your podcast and create your pilot episode already, then you own that intellectual property before you, you don't want to develop it with the, this company because then if you want to leave that network and go somewhere else, you really don't have the choice if they help you develop the intellectual property. That's super smart. Yeah. And so I would, I would if I were you, I would just do a podcast. Yeah. Uh, and it, yeah, I would do a podcast pilot and then, you know, maybe do a write-up for your podcast so you know exactly what it is, produce that pilot episode, and then go to people and and pitch it. Because if you have a following, they're going to want to jump on that. Yeah. Yeah. And do you think, um, <laughs> love your your cat is very vocal. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a new kitten. Aww. He is he is super vocal, and he's always if you don't pay attention to him, he's just like meow 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 meow. So. <laughs> That's what he is right now. I get it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love it. Um, cool. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I. How important do you think um, quality of like audio quality is versus quality of like the actual content for a podcast pilot? Content is way more important than audio quality. Always. Good. That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. But it's not hard to have pretty decent audio quality. Yeah, actually, I listened. I I listened to one of your podcast sessions about um, recording audio over um, Zoom, and I had no idea that you could pull separate audio files, and that was like life changing. Oh yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had. I don't know why more people don't know about that. Um, but yeah, awesome. That's super helpful. Yeah, no, no problem at all. I'm, uh, I'm here to be super helpful if I can. <laughs> so funny. Um, yeah, I think that's like the questions I had thought of asking you, talking to you about beforehand. Okay. I mean, you don't, we don't have to go 30 minutes. We can end at any time. I just oh. wanted to let you know that you, I'm here to answer as many <laughs> questions as I can for you and try to be helpful. Yeah. 
So what um, is what does your business mostly consist of right now? So before the pandemic, it was a lot of performing and touring, doing improv, um, teaching and performing, um, both on my own with other groups and with North Coast, which is my, you know, North Coast, my hip hop improv team. Right. Um, and then right now I'm not really performing. So that's kind of like on the side. Uh, and so right now it's mainly teaching improv to businesses is like most of my business, like most of my income, I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I teach for some theaters as well, but it, you know, it's, I don't really love doing it on the internet, to be honest. The, the corporate stuff on the internet is okay, but teaching performers on the internet, it just has a really diminished quality. Um, but I'm doing that. And then I am, and then I also build websites as you know, on the side mm -hmm. as well. So that's kind of my like supplementary income, but I actually really do enjoy it. Um, so yeah, I kind of do a lot of different things. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, I think that you might, I mean, I think that you might benefit from somebody who does marketing and sales. I mean, and, yeah. and like, there's a lot about marketing and sales that you probably don't know. There's tons about that. I don't know. Yeah. And, and so if you go to someone, in fact, I bet there's companies out there which take on um which take on clients you know much in the same way uh that, that acts sort of like an agency so that you may not have to hire a salesperson for yourself specifically and then pay a full salary but i bet yeah. there's, com there's i bet there's companies which take you on as clients like yeah like what you were saying before you kind of mentioned something about that and i was thinking about like you know naca for like college bookings and stuff. Do you yeah, know about huh? NACA? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I was, I was thinking about NACA for businesses. And I, I'm sure I know there's those types of agencies that exist. Oh yeah. And that would be really good for what I do because right now I have a mix. Like I have my own clients that I can work with directly and I can charge more. Um, or I, I have some clients that book me, you know, I, I have like middleman clients where like they connect me with someone. Um, where they set the rate, so it's a little bit different, but the quantity of business is higher. So talking to you has made me think, like, maybe that's the way to go. Is um, I mean, it is the way to go, and, and also step away, from, step away from it being you. Yeah. Like, you physically, I mean, make it, like, did your company have a name? Uh, I mean, I have an LLC, but it's all under my name. What Rachel Rosenthal Productions, LLC. Got got it. So, but you, sh but I, but make. I mean, I would say your company should have a brand, and m make it clear that it doesn't have to be you at these things. Because when you do that, then you can start making it so it's like its own self-sustaining thing that you can step away from. And and the and the bigger the company gets, actually, the more free time it creates for you. Right. Because that's what you want. So, so get to the point where people are not saying. Richard, Rachel Rosenthal has to be there and she's like, she's great. Rachel Rosenthal is great and does this. Make it, make it, make it so people are saying Rachel Rosenthal's company is great. We can count right. on them to always do, you know, whatever. And that way anyone from your company has your stamp of approval and people, and that's what people are paying for. Yeah. 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 I kind of went back and forth on that when I was, um, 
forming my LLC and it's interesting. Yeah. I, I think I had different goals, I guess, but initially, mm-hmm. um, and I asked advice of a, a couple of people who are like career coaches and stuff like that. And a lot of them mentioned I should keep my name because it has reputation in the improv like world. Um, but, but, but yeah, like you said, like the idea of having a business name that is, is not tied directly to my name so I can be absent. Right. I mean, I, my yeah. business, my business, like my name has a reputation, but all of my projects have their own names. Like the yeah. New York Alt Arts Academy has its own name. Mm-hmm. Uh, Supreme Robot Pictures has its own name. Yeah. You know, my podcast, Six and Seemly Questions has its own name. Yeah. So because I want them to be, have the ability to grow beyond me. Yeah. I think that's good advice, yeah. I mean, and, and not only that, at this, at this phase for all of the projects, they still get to, to use my name. <laughs> so <laughs> like I'm intrinsic, intrinsically connected to all of those projects right now and my name helps sell them, but because they have their own names too and their own brands, it's going to have the ability to grow. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I feel like I initially was thinking only about sales and not growth. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I got to move in that direction. Smart. You're smart, Victor. Thanks. I I mean, what are your qualifications to judge intelligence? (laughs) Well, if you uh, refer yourself to my company, uh, you will know. Um, But yeah, super helpful. I mean, also there's there's also the the possibility that you your your name can become the brand. So, I mean, I mean, it's not impossible. I'm just saying my personal opinion. Yeah. But of course, we know. Uh, as people, there's a thousand different ways to get to success. So, yeah. So, I mean, I, 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 I want, I want to make that clear because I see so many people like listening to one person and be like, that's how you have to do it. And yeah, no. And I also think if you make decisions like your light, your, your business and like your projects are just ever changing and ever growing. So my goals, like what I was looking for a few years ago has just totally changed. So, and and I mean, the world and the, you know, landscape of how I do what I do has totally changed. So that means that my business and I have to change with it. So I I think I'm just kind of like reframing it for the now versus what I was looking for a couple years ago, you know? Yeah. Cool. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for, uh, for doing this with me. Not not a problem. I'm just going to do a little bit of a wrap up for everybody out there listening. Uh, so, uh, you can find us at artsacademypodcast.com or altartsacademy.com, uh, and altartsacademy on all social media. Tell us what you think. Rachel, thank you for being on the show and sharing your questions with everybody. Thank you for having me. No problem. All right. Uh, (laughs) Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.